Hi, this is Kashish. Welcome to a new episode of Business Odyssey. Hello, we are Lashmi and Laura, partners in the journey of building communities of practice. Thank you for joining us, where we focus on exploring the human-centric approach while we consider all the variables that affect it, from the learning and development, performance change processes, leadership and coaching, diversity and inclusion, and other key topics as well. Today, we are joined by Lashmi Chiraburi. She is the co-host of this podcast series. And today, she will be sharing her experience regarding agile transformation processes, the importance of living the human-centric approach, how it connects with organizational and background culture, and much more. We hope you can learn from her experience and customize them to your particular needs. Happy learning. Let's go to the interview now. Hello, Lashmi. Happy to have you from the other side today as a guest speaker for our podcast. So we have, a, I believe that we have an interesting topic uh, to bring to the table so the audience can learn or experiment as well. And I believe that you are the best one to introduce yourself <laughs> today. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, Laura, for having me. Um, in your podcast. Um, so a uh, hello, hi to everyone who would be listening. Uh, my name is Lakshmi and I reside in Bangalore, India. Um, I'm the co-founder of Culture Legends um, and an accredited trainer for Agile People Ops Framework. Um, also, I support Business Agility Institute as a voluntary researcher. Um, and of course, with Agile People Ops, I, I serve as a core working committee member too. Um, I'm passionate about, um, uh, I would say, create a learning community across the globe. And that is what Cultural Agents is trying to do. Um, I love research. I love to write. Um, and yeah, that, that's about me, Laura. Okay. Thank you very much for that introduction. I know that you are you also are an accredited accredited member of OCI, Organizational yes. Culture Event. If I said it right. Yes, yes. Okay, absolutely. So mm-hmm. I believe I will be asking question about that too. Yeah. <laughs> so what about if uh, you I mean, if, if it's a great starting point to talk about what cultural relations does and what are the main changes that um, you as a company are facing right now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so cultural religions is, uh, is an agile human capital uh, organization we are into training, consulting, and coaching will be coming up very soon. Um, so when we say we are into training, that means we provide agile people up certification programs because Cultural Legends is an elite partner of Agile People Ops LLC. Uh, we also conduct workshops in, in the Agile HR area. And as and when any other requests come for training, our cultural agents does that. Um, in terms of consulting, we go ahead and uh, provide uh, consulting to you know, small startup organizations, 
uh, or, or mid-size organizations in any terms, be it related to process improvement, be it related to, uh, you know, uh, I would say transforming the HR as such. So we extend that support. And recently we have also got started into recruitment, like supporting our hiring partners, um, in, in terms of uh, addressing the client requirements, ensuring that the candidates are successfully placed, um, and then doing the whatever it takes to ensure that the employees or those consultants are happily, you know, working at the client place. So, so we look into all of this. Uh, so Culture Agents is all about this, um, Laura. Um, and um, I would say that we have also one of the major um, area, which is the global internship program. And this program we started in last quarter of 2020. I mean, just as an internship program, but then we went global in the first quarter of 2021. Uh, so we invite students and individuals who might have taken sabbatical to join cultural religions, get a flair as an intern, like what is people operations all about? How do we use lean and agile uh, methodologies um, and, and get, you know, maximum learning by doing, you know, on a real time basis, working on various internal projects. And uh, some of them have gone beyond staying three months because the duration of internship is three months. So people have gone beyond and stayed for a while. And uh, yeah, so so the whole thing about cultural agents is providing maximum learning experience for people and that way building that learning community and the people ops community uh, worldwide, Laura. So that's what cultural agents are. Uh, does as of date, like that's the services we provide. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I am understanding correctly, both are connected. I mean, both goals are connected. One uh, is what cultural issues internally is doing um, and involves the culture of the company as well that is pro providing uh, and maximizing the experience of people um, with a human-centric approach uh, mm -hmm. while they are actually doing the, the work. And that is connected because at the same time, the internship uh, went global. So that is that part is connected with building communities of practice on the people ops fields and within the community. Am I correct? 100% Laura, thank you for summing up in a such a beautiful way, yes. Okay, got it. So before we move on with different questions, I, I have to ask this first. What do you, if you want to surprise that, that answer on a personal level or just as a company level, it's up to you. What does um, HR links applying to people ops means for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're saying like, what does agile and lean mean in people operations area, right, Laura? Like, I mean, in, in the company. In the company. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it is all about um, how can cultural agents as a company deliver value to its own employees or to its own interns. So first thing, first and foremost is delivering that experience, that uh, value, um, that passion and support, right? Because only when the internal team are happy and feel motivated to work with the organization, will then, you know, that ripple effect be created when interacting with customers, right? So if we keep our employees, our team happy, they will keep the customers happy. Um, so keeping that for me, as well as for cultural regions, it's all about delivering value and experience 
when we talk from the agile and lean point of view. Of course, the approach is different. Agile is all about, like, you know, we talk about sprints, cadences, you know, the scrum way and all. Lean means it's more of the Kanban methodology that we use. But at the end of the day, no matter what, it is all about maximizing that experience, that learning, and that uh, excitement that, yes, you know, the, the excitement that one gets up and says, wow, there's going to be something interesting. You know, I'll be learning more. I'll be interacting with more. So that kind of, um, I would say, um, yeah, that, that kind of an environment is what uh, we are talking about at Cultural Regions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so can is there a possibility that you provide us uh, or you... Yes, uh, you give us the privilege to show with example on how cultural relations applies a child mm -hmm. in people ops and how applies the lean side mm -hmm. in people ops. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. So for instance, you know, to start with, right, uh, when people on board, um, they are provided an understanding, you know, like what cultural agency is all about during the onboarding. Uh, you know, we talk about the vision, mission, and then we get going in terms of helping them understand what does the people ops function overall entail at cultural agents. Then conducting the training and then giving them the opportunity uh, you know, to be a part of the hiring team, you know, like for instance, if any intern uh, or a team member is from South Africa, he or she might be allocated Tanzania or even South Africa or any other country and continue the recruitment process. So the learning that is out there, it is learning by doing, um, Laura, number one. Second is that, you know, huddles and retrospectives are integrated. So every week we encourage the leads or the scrum masters, you know, again, who are interns by themselves, who have been there with the company for a longer duration than the newcomers, right? So conducting those huddles, having those retrospectives, and also trying to go ahead and work through any blockers they might have, right? And work in a proactive way, okay? And prioritize the requirements. So all of this is a part of, you know, the agile aspect, especially the scrum aspect, right? So that's what people are taught. And it's a part of the process. I won't say that it is 100% always correct, where we always do fine tuning, because that's what, again, right, we, we have to inspect and adopt, right? So in, in, a, in a very nimble way. So that also happens within cultural regions, within the teams. And that is yet again, one of the way of doing things in an agile way. Um, and while all of this is being done, Laura, the, you know, everybody understands the importance that experience is what matters a lot you know be it the team experience be it the experience with the candidates yes improvements need to be done but still you know people are going ahead and and uh, adopting it so that at one point in time it becomes a habit per se then when it comes to the lean part you know we use lean tool uh, kanban tools like uh, you know trello click up and we purposefully use Trello. Um, I, I, I decided to use Trello to start with, Laura, because it's very simple, you know. And keeping it simple, if my team, especially if they are students, right, working in different, uh, sorry, I mean, studying in different universities, they are at a very young age. So it's, it's better not to complicate with more advanced kind of a tools, but then if we keep it simple, Simple tools help them how the flow works out, you know. So we have this recruitment dashboard on Trello, and then the team uses ClickUp to capture their daily updates. And then we have an offboarding calendar too on ClickUp. Um, so and and all of this is is managed by the team itself. 
by the scrum masters and other members. So when we're talking from the tracking purpose, from the visualization purpose and all of that, uh, you know, it's, it's that Kanban and the lean approach, uh, Laura, that the team takes. So that's how we use in um, the scrum uh, aspect as well as the, uh, uh, you know, Kanban aspect. And of course, um, our interns who really perform well, they are also provided the HR people ops framework that is certified people ops specialist training. So, you know, um, when they take that training, they usually take it during the second month or third month of the internship. Only those who have been performing, you know, who are good, who have those grasping capabilities and eager to learn. So when they pick up, when they do that training, right, Laura, the best part is that they're able to relate it beautifully. You know, the concepts and all that. It's just that they're not, you know, they don't know those terms that are being used. But then, you know, later on, they are like, oh, yes, we are doing this at culture agents. Okay, so this is what is called as, you know, scrum ban, right? Or this is what is called as, so Trello is a Kanban tool. So it becomes really easy because they have they are working and then they are being you know given that um great kind of a training thing so it it sticks you know and there's no chance for them to get inundated or overwhelmed um during the training because sometimes people get too overwhelmed oh my goodness so many concepts what is this what is that right it, it tries to become a foreign language per se for many but then for our interns because from day one as soon as they get acclimatized to cultural regions right they, they are seeing this in and out and it becomes easy for them so um, long story short, Laura, yeah, that's how um, the Agile and, and the Kanban, the Lean thing is, is uh, done at uh, culture regions. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I said it at a very high level example, but I hope uh, it's, it's fine, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, um, I mean, I got it. And I have another question maybe could be related with these ones. So on the employee um, cycle, life mm -hmm. cycle, okay, I can't remember the exactly name right now, but uh, in the life, um, okay, I forgot the name, but um, it's okay. When, um, I would refresh the question, when we are talking about um, a life, of the employee within the organizations, starting from the recruitment side uh, to the part uh, when a company um, let go an employee. So how do you see what is your vision or what is your perspective on that um, cycle actually? How do you see implemented the Agile People Up framework? I mean, mm -hmm. when talking about Scrum and Agile or Lean, how do you see mm -hmm. on each stage? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I hope to be clear with the question. Sorry about that. No, no. So, so what you're saying, Laura, is how do you know how does cultural religions go about? practicing scrum ban or the APF aspects, you know, in each of the stages of that life cycle of people operations, like employee life cycle, correct? That's what Yes, you're that's saying. correct. <laughs> okay, okay, great. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> okay, my pleasure, Laura. So yes, um, we do that. So, so, you know, again, HR people ops framework, the whole um, con, I would say concept, the whole methodology is based on this, you know, one prime thing, which is creating that human centric approach, right? Uh, and, and creating that experience for people, for the employees, delivering value. So at Cultural Religions, you know, our people up cycle, right? Um, it is all about 
the interns learning about the recruitment aspect and the people operations, learning how to do onboarding, how to go about in training, you know, that is inducting people with, with respect to tools, with respect to the, the even the culture part, you know, even though that is pretty soft, you know, softer in, in uh, you know, um, so how do you go about doing that? And then they are also a part and parcel. They, they can also go ahead and work on the research and development area. And finally, succession and offboarding. Of course, performance uh, aspect is inbuilt for every team. Um, we are yet to make it more robust, I would say. But the people of cycle at cultural agents is all about recruitment and onboarding, training, learning and development part, research, and finally succession and offboarding. And in each of these aspects, the essence of creating that good experience stays there so that APF philosophy is present. And we have different teams catering to each of these areas. So when it comes to recruitment, you know, People get that flair of how to use the Kanban tool in terms of mapping the entire recruitment process, right? And then they also do the daily, you know, they uh, practice cadences. Um, so the cadences are a part and parcel of on a weekly basis, you know. So again, the APF Scrum Bond part is infused over there. Uh, when it comes to training, learning, and development, and, and of course, the onboarding also, it's more about, you know, doing the onboarding, correcting the feedback, and then improvising based on the feedback. The training team conducts weekly huddles, and, uh, you know, if uh, an onboarding has to happen, right? Uh, like the dates, pretty much the uh, days when it should be happening is pretty much fixed, you know? Um, only in certain extreme circumstances the uh, you know deviations can happen but it's already mapped that Wednesdays are the onboarding days and in a month two times the onboarding would happen so the team you know apart from the weekly huddle when the time for the onboarding comes nearer right they go ahead and assign tasks for everyone you know the entire team so they take up uh, their respective tasks, they decide who wants to do what, you know, so that there are no clashes and there is a complete clarity. So that clarity and that prioritization that, yes, onboarding is coming means I have to prioritize everything first with regards to this, followed my, by my regular work, right? So all of that is taken care. So again, another aspect of the APF part and our recruitment dashboard or the recruitment, you know, Trello board that we use, in that only the onboarding and everything is updated. Um, and for training, we keep it simple, you know, the task assignment and all that, we just do it in a simple Excel sheet, I would say. But then everything is maintained in an appropriate way and, and taken care of. And then once people onboard, again, the assignment of teams happen, Laura. Again, it is like bringing in that clarity, keeping it simple that, okay, this, this team needs these many people. So all of that is done. When it comes to research and development, I would say the team gets a great exposure, Laura, because uh, we tend to give them certain trendy topics that they have to explore. So that exploration is creating a great learning experience um, and of course they presented in uh you know uh in documents and then usually the senior people go ahead review that and then you know based on the topics based on other things we decide how to go about with that so there are there are no huddles per se i would say but a lot of you know on the go conversations happen uh on microsoft teams. Um, then finally, succession and offboarding. Again, we use a scrumban approach there too. So we have a card that, I mean, we have a separate board per se, 
a Kanban board for the succession and offboarding. And uh, work items are clearly listed, like what are what is it that has to be done? You know, what does this particular area entail? And we have around 54 checklist items. What, what needs to be done? So the team understands that, you know, of course, training has been given um, and, and they follow that. They create cards, you know, for every member, plan on the successor, and a lot more goes on. And of course, huddles are again a part and parcel of, uh, you know, this team. Recently, you know, because of some complications, we re re-refined the offboarding and succession process, and we decided to do it in a very systematic and methodical way, I would say. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how, again, uh, we are bringing in that APF flavor. And cultural regions is very particular, Laura, in the way we uh, bid goodbye to our people. Um, like this, this offboarding, it does happen at the end of like, like three months, every intern, you know, people, they stay for three months and then many of them leave because they would have got some other offers and, and so on. Uh, however, few of them, you know, who are pursuing their studies or who really want to learn, they still stick up with, stick with cultural regions. And people have continued for more than a year to, you know, more than six months. So all of that is taken into account. And then, you know, during the offboarding day, people are given this opportunity to be welcomed at any given point in time later. Um, they become a part of the cultural religions community, which is a LinkedIn group only for cultural religions. So we are very much cognizant um, and, and the leaders of cultural religions are trying to help the team, you know, the interns understand that they have to be very respectful um, to the people who are leaving too, you know. We can't afford to be rude just because they are leaving. And it's not like the typical exit process that happens, uh, you know, in other companies. We try, we take their feedback, we we do our level best even in prioritizing what is it that we need to change? How do we go about based on the feedback they have given? Having that one-on-one -on -one conversation. So all of these aspects were missing earlier, uh, Laura, uh, but then now we are trying to make it clear to our offboarding lead that this is how you need to do, this is what is the process, and we explain the rationale, why all of this is important. Um, so yeah, and um, that's, that's how I would say, again, the APF's human-centric approach is being put into practice. And of course, Kramban is built into this particular area of people of Slara. So that's how it goes about um, with the people ops and the insurance life cycle at Culture Regions. I see. Uh, so thank you for telling us how it flows across cultural issues. So uh, when you were talking, uh, actually, I was thinking about the other part of this. I mean, the other two sides of this. Mm -hmm. One is regarding the culture, and the other one is regarding the change. Which one do you prefer I go first? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone. It's up to you, Laura. Feel free. Feel free. Um, okay. I, I remembered... Um, Let's let's talk about change first. So, mm -hmm. um, how does culturalization evolve within the years um, from the started to what is it today? What are the main changes that has passed across the company, and what are the learnings that you got? Um, mm -hmm. That's the first question. I will stop there and then ask the other one. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. Um, cultural religions has evolved in a huge way, Laura. 
Um, initially, when we started Cultural Agents, we were primarily focusing on uh, providing training, especially scaled agile framework training um, to information technology professionals, uh, project manager. Um, however, as time passed by, we realized that cultural agents need to do something really different, you know, something to give back to the community. And having been in the HR area for so many years, I have seen the ins and outs, you know, the, the pros and cons. And um, I realized it that, uh, you know, the human component, the human aspect gets missed by many HR professionals. So we came to this, you know, I, I would say we came to this decision that cultural agents, if we have to do good to the community, give back to the community, we really have to revamp ourselves and we have to redefine ourselves. And that's when we decided that let cultural agents be more of an agile human capital organization that takes into consideration, you know, the human aspect. And it also looks into the culture part and create that environment wherein we are practicing it. We are also, you know, implementing, practicing it, and we are also preaching it, you know, uh, through our, I would say, workshops, training programs, and all. Um, so we have evolved in that way uh, in terms of our service offerings, um, uh, Laura. And I mean, there has been, um, it, it's not been easy, I would say, you know. And uh, again, another new way of taking cultural agents to that next level was through that global internship program too. Um, not very easy, but still we piloted it initially. We did a pilot, it went well, and now we are doing it at a larger scale. So yes, Cartridge's has a word, and the learnings for the company is that, you know, we really have to be, the organization has to be flexible in its own way, you know, uh, just because we started with one service or one service line, it doesn't mean that we stick to that no matter what, but we have to sense you know, what is it? Where is the market going? What are people needs? What kind of gaps are existing? And can the company come up to an extent where it can close that gap, right? So that's what has been the learnings, you know, how can they address the gaps that is present at a global level um, and, and create vision, goals, and objectives around that? Um, so flexibility, adaptability has been one of the key learning and personalization too. How do we personalize our offerings uh, to the people? Um, yeah, I would say this has been um, major, uh, you know, the evolving and what all we have to focus from, from the change aspect, right? To stay current within the organization. So um, a very, um, you know, how do I say that? Uh, no, the term rough is not the correct one. I would say the ups and downs have always been there and that's a part and parcel of, of the company life cycle. But still, uh, you know, we are going, we are sailing through it. Um, and, and for sure, new learnings are are still on the way that we need to pay attention to, um, you know, and, and try to unlearn and then relearn, practice it and set an example for the team as well as for the outside community. Mm -hmm. So that takes me to the other question, mm -hmm. the culture side. Um, Yes, I mean, with those changes and how does um, 
if you can share with us actually what is culturalization culture organizational culture today mm -hmm. i mean and and how does actually the right word is not connect and not either apply but how it's related because you were saying that today's teams is global. So mm -hmm. from my understanding, it's from part of India, some part mm -hmm. is based on South Africa and other countries as well. Tanzania, you were saying, I believe so. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is, uh, there are other um, countries there, but, but the point is, how do you understand the culture, the organizational culture? And how do you relate to the different background cultures of each member's team? Mm -hmm. Of each mm -hmm. team member. Sorry, I said that wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay, Laura. Uh, so um, if we take that organizational culture inventory circumplex, you know, introduced by the human synergistics, wherein there are three culture clusters, um, constructive, passive defensive, and aggressive defensive. Um, cultural agents is having more spikes in the constructive area. A little bit of passive defensive can happen considering that the team is pretty young, you know? And they come from continents like Asia and Africa, their hierarchy is respected, you know, seniority mm -hmm. is respected, okay? So every time people, my interns, they don't take that bold move saying that, you know, uh, yeah, we'll just do it and then we will see, you know, sometimes they, they just want to hear what the leaders have to say. If the leaders say you're good to go, then they do it, okay? Not every time, but in certain instances, it does happen. That's why I'm talking about that passive defensive to a little extent. But otherwise, it's more on the constructive side because uh, it's like cultural religion's environment is pretty friendly, Laura. Um, humanistic in its own way. Um, we really encourage from day one that we practice an open door policy. There is no hierarchy per se, and people don't have to think twice to reach out to the co-founder of cultural religions or to other leaders, you know. So they can at any given point in time just ping on Microsoft Teams or send out an email. And if the leaders are available at that point in time, right, to address the concerns and questions it is taken care of. So that virtual open door policies were literally practiced, I would say. And the leaders have given that opportunity to the team to be their best, you know, be their best means in terms of be their own. Um, with not much of, you know, um, I would say attitude and all that, right? I mean, if the leaders are being present for the team, at some point in time, the team starts to inculcate, you know, those kind of behaviors, because that's what they're witnessing day in, day out, you know, during the interactions. So they subconsciously, unconsciously start practicing that. and And that kind of, you know, Close. So nothing extra is being done over here to create that friendly culture, Laura. It is something that comes in naturally. Um, so that's how it is. And uh, people get excited to see that we have such a diverse team. Um, so Cultural Agents is a 100% remote company. And uh, we have interns, uh, you know, from India, South Africa, Tanzania, Nigeria, Kenya, Rwanda, um, and, and of course, uh, Zimbabwe. Um, and very soon, people might be joining from Vietnam, as well as from Taiwan. The team is working 
on that. Um, so it's it's not like it's not that the leaders are saying that we have to be diverse, we have to be global always, but it is a team that is coming and saying, can we diversify, you know? Can we go ahead and build internship opportunities for other countries? We would love to know how do they take it, you know, how do things work over there? Uh, you know, what kind of um, learnings we can get from their culture. So this is like a team, you know, uh, has has uh, taken this on them, Laura, saying that we have to really build a diverse team. We have to go ahead and provide this kind of a learning opportunity everywhere across the globe. Um, and they are mindful um, because they have seen from the time they have joined that cultural regions gives importance to the time zones, right? I mean, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a strict thing, but, you know, people are advised that please, whenever you're setting up meetings, cadences, ensure that you're mindful about the people time zones, you know, their availability. Yes, 100% availability may not be there always, but at least be respectful to the time when people are available. Be respectful of the holidays that they celebrate, right? So this is a part and parcel, you know, that is that is provided, uh, you know, it, it it's become a part, you know, of cultural religions. Um, so yes, people respect that. Uh, people take holidays when, you know, during their festivities and other special occasions. Um, so we have country-specific holidays, Laura. Again, that adds in a way, you know, to the culture part, you know, to the transcultural aspect. Um, so yes, that's how it is. It's it's if I have to say use a one word, it's very much organic. Um, and I hope this this organic way of constructive culture, you know, continues, you know, irrespective of the teams spreading over in different continents and other countries. Uh, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was thinking on my next question, <laughs> actually, but I, I think it's important to highlight as well how the, I mean, what is the role that communication plays? And oh, yeah. I mean, if we are going to ask based on Okay, uh, critical or maybe why do you think it's important to to have that, uh, I mean, the way you communicate and how do you communicate and what is um, the role that you as a company gives communication mm -hmm. within the company, I mean, within the teams as well and from my side, I see it related with uh, the culture as well, but that's from my side, so. Agree, agree that communication plays a major role, Laura. And this is my, um, so you can call it as my personal or professional way of doing, but I love to give rationale as to why are we doing this. So as and when, you know, given opportunity, I ensure that my team understands why, the why aspect, mm -hmm. so that they keep that in mind, you know, they understand the rationale behind that, and that will help them to remember that, yes, this is why, you know, we have to think like this, or we have to take action like this. So that is something which, which uh, you know, we go ahead and provide at any given point in time so that it it gets into uh, you know a strong understanding is uh, happens at the you know recipients end i would say yeah mm -hmm. i see so, so yes um so i mean to summarize um, what we have been talking about what can you share with us uh, about your learnings on a personal level? And mm -hmm. if if you want, of course, on an organizational level as well. Hmm. So far. 
Okay. Okay. So my learning at the personal level is perseverance, never giving up, um, because it's not easy to, um, you know, like entrepreneurs' life is not easy, Laura. I think, I mean, you two know about that. So it's yeah. that the persistence, the perseverance, the patience, right? There are so many P's attached, right? So mm -hmm. my, okay, personal learning has been perseverance, patience, people. It always has to be and will be around people mm -hmm. and of course the process, right? So it, it revolves around P and it has been a great journey. Um, you know, as part of cultural agents, uh, personally, I too have evolved, Laura, and uh, it is creating like, you know, as days go by, a lot many ideas keep coming, keep surfacing out in terms of how to even, you know, grow closer to that dream, right? And again, one more P is passion. Um, so mm -hmm. again, uh, yeah, without passion, things just, um, you know, the, the interest, the passion should be there because that drives what you do, uh, mm -hmm. Laura. So I believe in that. Um, so yes, personally you learned and, and uh, holding to all of this, right, is, is what uh, uh, it's been. In terms of professional, Again, um, a lot of realization that, yes, you know, uh, cultural agents is really creating that positive impact in people's lives where companies fail to give opportunities, jobs, learning experience to freshers and people and students. Culture, cultural agents came forward and did that. Um, and many of our interns are thankful and grateful that Culture Agents was that, was that first company and is that first company that is giving that kind of learning experience. Um, so professionally, you know, as an organization too, we have evolved. And it's great to see when people say that, you know, these three months have been wonderful. We have learned so much personally and professionally. Um, the internal satisfaction that comes, it, it's awesome, I would say. Um, so, and other learning of the organization as an organization is definitely being flexible and adaptable, not only with regards to the way market is evolving, but also internally. You know, we can't always do the same process for months and years to all together, you know, we have to keep improvising, continuous improvement, right? In our processes, the way we practice and everything. So that is something that cultural religions has uh, taken as a great learning and it is trying to put that into practice, I would say. Um, so yes, Laura, mm -hmm. that's what, I would say from the learning aspect, I mean, personally and professionally as an organization person, yeah. Mm -hmm. I see, thank you for sharing that. So I have one more question for you, if that's okay. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of questions, but uh, <laughs> since we are, uh, I think we cover enough right now and maybe we can discuss this with other guest speaker or with you on another podcast. We will see. Sure. Uh, but if we are talking about right now, from that triangle, um, that when we have process on one side, people on the other side, and technology on the other side, how would you say culture, cultural relations enable all of that? What would you say? Mm -hmm. So cultural relations enables, you know, it is, again, people-centered, process-centered and again it's not a hundred percent in the process you know because we keep evolving ourselves 
Technology, yes, even though culture agents are still in that startup stage, right? Like we have not yet reached that maturity level wherein we can use high-end technology, you know, in, in terms of applicant tracking systems or AI and all of that. But still, cultural agents embraces technology as related to collaboration, um, Laura, mm -hmm. as related to the basic digital tools that can be used for the process. So I would say it is like a sweet spot that is being created such that importance is being given to that basic technology that is essential for the company to continue you know, going. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, people, of course, because that's that's the core. And process, yes, without process, we just can't, you know, it will be a chaos, right? Mm -hmm. So people, process is always there. And whatever technology basic that's, that's necessary for the company to grow, necessary for people, you know, to practice that agile and lean, uh, you know, approach. And of course, collaboration, the most important thing that's there. So yes, we do give importance to all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my final question right now, what is the best you can say about cultural issues? Hmm. Okay. Um, a human-centered company, uh, Laura. That's the two words I can say that, that I can define <laughs> cultural religions as. So it's a human-centered uh, organization, company. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for being part of this episode and uh, for sharing your experience um, what cultural religion is um experimenting or maybe uh, is um, doing right now and how it's evolved and how it's the team. So thank you so much for sharing all this. Um, so thank I will say you, nothing. <laughs> thank you, Laura, for having me. Um, and it's been wonderful, wonderful talking and sharing whatever we are doing at Cultural Legends. So thank you once again. Yeah. Thank you and the team. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thanks to everyone who makes these podcasts possible. In particular, thanks to the guest speakers and to you who are on the other side listening. If you liked it, and were able to learn something new today, we invite you to share it with your entire network. We also invite you to subscribe to our different channels to follow our latest news. If you are interested in being part of these series, you can apply by clicking on the link that is in the general presentation of the podcast. Until next time. Thank you to the boys, Kashis Wadbani, 